right, you guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ball Never Lie podcast. As you guys well know, I have one half of the co-host here. I am the coach. What up, man? Look forward we back. Let's get it. Yes, sir. And now we got a, a lot to get to, man. As as y'all know, we got we got playoffs right around the corner. We we one half done with this playing round. We got one more game to to figure out. So let's get to it, man. As you know, I, 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 where you want to start, man? We we got the playing mm-hmm. rounds to, to discuss. We got the playoff predictions. We got and we got my favorite to that I want to get to this week. Kwame Brown sticking up for himself, man. So let's get to this playing. Let's get to this playing, man. Um, it was a complete fail. Let's start there. I mean, they, the NBA won with the with the Lakers and Warriors game because of the viewership, and that was basically the whole point. But the overall of it was a fail. This was really to get Zion and, you know, the younger players like that in here, and they didn't get in here. And the only one they did was LaMelo, and his team got blown the fuck out. So this just shows you the playing is stupid. I don't think dudes have to fight for their position when you have a position. That makes no sense. You should fight to be in the playoffs, not fight to stay in the playoffs. So the playing is is pretty dumb. I have a long list of things that, you know, I don't like about it, but I'm going to keep it short. Um, me personally, if you guys want this viewership, whatever, have a tournament. I, I think you've said this before, and others have said it too. Let's have a tournament for, for really the first-round draft pick. I mean, the first overall pick. If you guys want to, you know – have this little turning thing that you guys are begging for NBA. Let's just do it for, for draft picks. Let's, you know, maybe a team gets an extra pick, you know, some, something like that, man. I'm this, this whole, you're not safe if you're in the seventh seed or you're barely safe in the sixth seed makes no sense. It, it rewrites history. It's, it's very dumb to me. I get it. A six or seventh seed has never really won a championship other than like the Rockets uh, in the nineties, but, Man, with all these injuries and stuff, it it's gonna take away. Like, let's say, let's say the Warriors were able to pull it off, and then the Grizzlies are more healthy than the Lakers, and they would have just bounced the Lakers out. Why the hell should the Lakers not make the playoffs? Even though they fought this whole year through injuries, they shouldn't make it because they lost two games at the end. That makes no sense, bro. I. I'm not with it. The viewership obviously didn't work because the Spurs and the uh, Grizzlies, they didn't have the same viewership. You know why? Because the Grizzlies were blowing out the Spurs. Everybody turned it off. Even though the Spurs came back, everybody turned that shit off. A lot of people turned it off, so they didn't even have close to the same viewership as the Lakers and Warriors. And the Lakers and Warriors alone hold weight, so that's why they had the viewership. But other than that, that shit was pointless. Go ahead, man. Yeah, if... If it wasn't for Tatum putting up that 50 ball, we we wouldn't care about that game either. But that was a that, blowout too. <laughs> and, and and it was. That and I I didn't I didn't like the, the play in overall. Like you got one good game overall out of what? Out of the 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 six that that, that are going to happen overall, including the 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 game tonight between the Warriors and and Memphis Grizzlies, but but like you said, man. Overall, I don't, I I don't think the playing around 
there was no need for it because we we already knew who was going to win that game. The the Lakers were going to beat the Warriors. Yes, Steph came out and put up damn near a 40 ball and which was expected. We we knew that game was going to be over it was going to be entertaining, but overall you got to put a rest to this playing game. This shit was a waste of time, honestly. The the way I see it, like we said, if you're a 6 seed and even at seven seed, you shouldn't have to fight for your your playoff life at all. The way I see it, going forward, the the playing round should only be for the set the the eight, nine, and ten. And honestly, if you're if you're not within those, I'll say let's say three games in that into that eight seed, don't waste my time with this shit. Only because, like we said, the, we we saw a waste of time in. In that in that first game of the Charlotte Pacer game, as much as I love Charlotte, love the mellow ball, I said it was a waste of time. And we knew what was gonna happen with the Washington Indiana game. So hopefully going forward, we don't see too much of this playing around. But I have a feeling we are only because of the viewership that Steph and LeBron was able to to draw. And let's be real, we're not gonna see it's not gonna be too many times where we see a defending champ have to fight for their playoff life. They, and, and like we said, they shouldn't at all. Not, not to cut you off, but you know what you – not even you, but you know what What I just noticed? None of none of those teams were upset. The whole point of this was for someone to fight and maybe eventually, you know, overseed somebody. And none of it, none of the teams did that. Every none favorite one. Every fra- favorite one. So what was the point of this? This was a total fail. Um, even a transition. If we want, if we want to talk about viewership and you know the NBA getting their money back, let's talk about the NBA expanding. You know, we we've heard the news. They're likely to expand to two uh, cities, which is Seattle and Vegas. And I'm with that more than anything. Let's let's expand the league. Um, I have a long list of notes on this one too, man. There's a lot of vets that are, you know, sitting down that don't need to sit down. Um, you've seen Jeremy Lin just said goodbye to the NBA. I think that was crazy because he had a great G League bubble. He was head over heels better than 75% of that league. Uh, he should have a he should have a job. And I get it, you know, some teams want to go younger, some teams don't want to deal with, you know, the the hype that comes around Jeremy Lin. But he was better than half the league. He should be in the league. Um, maybe not now, but Nick Young, he should have still been in the league before he was kind of exiled out. Isaiah Thomas, um, you've seen DeMarcus have to be, go through 10-day contracts. You know, let, let's expand the league. Two teams. This is what I say. I say that everybody gets to lock five players and the rest, you know, are able to be drafted or free agency or, you know, rookies. But it's, it's time to expand. There's enough talent. I think we could, you know, still have um, competitiveness. Definitely, especially if we expand, there will be uh, superstars have to spread out a little bit more. And let's let's get to it, man. I mean, we've expanded before. There's, uh, you know, the Bobcats came in a couple of years ago, like 20 years ago. I'm with it now, man. It, I'm not with all this extraness and all all these loopholes to the playoffs and shit to get a little bit more viewership. Let's just go to Seattle and Vegas. And Seattle has a great fan base. Your money. 
and let's just get back to regular basketball. I wouldn't mind to play a, uh, an expanding of the league only because I already keep thinking in my head that we got 32 teams like the, like the NFL does. So fuck it. Yeah. Why not? We might as well expand and into another league into another two teams. I would like to see an expansion only because like we said that the NBA is at a point where the, the talent is that deep. And also some of these vets can, can still, like we said, help out even playoff teams. So why not expand the lead to make it more exciting? And, and to further that, like you said, on the, it was maybe the pod before. I know you said before because you've been on the forefront of this. We need we need to get this right as far as the the league. And I wouldn't mind seeing a lockout only because I want to see more a more competitive standpoint. I'm tired of seeing teams like the Houston Rockets tanking. So maybe if if we put a fire under some of the teams we have now by putting more teams into the league. And that means by taking away money from teams, hey, who don't want to compete, hey, let's do it, man. I I would like to see, like you said, the Isaiah Thomases of the world, the Jamal Crawford still help out. And and like we said, just there's, there's got to be some change, man. I'm tired of seeing just some teams not not live up to their full expectations. So hey, let's do it. Yeah, you know what's crazy? The M- I mean, of course, they lost money because of the pandemic, but also you guys lost money because they're forcing everybody to go young. Like, some of these guys just aren't ready. Like you said, the Rockets, the Thunder, that's a team full of 22-year-olds, each team. And that shit just don't work, bro. Like, I get it. You know, we're eventually going to have to go young. Each Each generation has that, you know, time, but this ain't the time. You guys are forcing it. You see that a 36, 37-year-old LeBron is still hooping. Chris Paul is still hooping. Melo still able to hoop. These guys aren't done, bro. Did the guys not watch Jared Jack on the Ignite team, which was a team full of prospects that didn't go to college and wanted to give money? He was he was damn near the best player on that team. And Jared Jack is 37. And now he's going to play in the big three. Like, come on. There's man. no reason why that Jared Jack should not be on a playoff roster right now. And that's being real. Like, let's be real. I get it. You know, Amir Johnson was on that team, too. Maybe he doesn't deserve a playoff a playoff roster team. But you're telling me Jamal Crawford doesn't where teams need scoring? Isaiah Thomas? Like, come on. So I, I would love an expansion, but I wouldn't love for them to – for those uh, two new cities to have shitty-ass teams like the Rockets and the Thunder and just be another two teams that are tanking and trying to tank like – the Thunder literally lost 14 in a row. Would have lost 15 if the Clippers weren't being pussy. And that's another story, but shit, man. Like, nobody wants to watch that. They don't need national televised games at all. Like, let's defund them and give money to other teams that deserve it. You're right, man. Like, the NBA doesn't need to lose money on teams that are trying to play the tank game for 10 years. Like, uh, I, I hate it so much. I, I think that we need to figure that out, and I'm cool with a lockout. Like I said on multiple podcasts, I'm cool with it. Let's get all this together. Let's get um, some better understanding with the refs. Like, there's a lot of things that need to be fixed other than just be- blaming the p- pandemic for losing money. Like, no, you guys are lo- losing viewership because nobody wants to watch 
Trey Young booty bump for five plays in a row and get, get fouls. Like nobody wants to watch shit like that. We gotta we gotta figure it out. The league is being manipulated. Guys are leaving on contract. You know, it, it's too much going on. So let's get this right so y'all can recoup your money and we can get back to, you know, watching regular season basketball because I mean, if you're not a, a real NBA fan, a lot of casual fans haven't watched NBA basketball this year. I hear dudes ask me, is J.R. Smith still on the Lakers? Like, what the fuck? Hmm. We got to get it together. Yo, I was trying to figure out why J.R. Smith's name was was popping back up. I didn't I didn't understand that this week. Like, I was – I kept seeing his name float around. I was just like – I was very confused and distraught why. So – Dude. But yeah, man, you, you bring up a good point. Even even just a week ago when we seen the the Rockets owners say he enjoys losing. Like I don't I didn't understand that as and as as a fan, maybe because I'm just so used to winning and and I want to see my franchise win and and salute to Genie Bus. Even through our dog years, we we took a few losses, but we would never tank for the long haul as far as not trying to get back in the championship mode as I don't see how you cannot want to be in championship mode and and by doing that you're giving some players bad raps and coaches bad raps for you not wanting putting your best your best franchise to succeed so I feel like if you're not here to win again what are you doing it for just for the money and if that's the case go somewhere else go own a team overseas and make that money back if that's the case if it's just about money exactly and you know shoot uh, fans just start boycotting like you know if i was a fan of the rockets i don't deserve to watch y'all lose for 10 years just because there's a 10-year plan for us to get back to superstardom like no nah, man it, it don't work like that i mean it shouldn't work like that nobody should have to go through that Shit is whack, bro. I get it. Small market teams might be harder because you know free agents don't really go there, which means you do have to build through the draft and trades and all that. But for a team like the Rockets, you guys got the money. I've seen you know them throw bags at players. Like let's let's stop this tanking bullshit. I feel like it should be a cap on it or something. Like there's no way you should tank for two three years. Like it should literally be maybe. Two, three. I mean, I'm sorry, you shouldn't tank for like four or five years. You can tank for two, three. Two or three is cool. But once you get to the four, five, six, seven years, it's like, man, get out of here. Like, you should be a G League team. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just can't stand it. it. It's so disgusting to watch. Yeah, maybe some teams got to be on aggregate like they do in the, in, in the soccer league where you just move teams down. And maybe teams will feel disrespected at that point to where they, they, they're forced to start winning and forced to start competing, competing at least. Because everybody's not going to win, but at least compete. So that's exactly. all I want to see, man. Just just make it fun again. Make it compete on all type of levels. And again, it, and again, not saying that for the league overall, because again, we, <clears throat> we thought the league overall, just as from a talent standpoint, was competing because – we wouldn't it, it wouldn't be the Phoenix Suns at a number two seed if the league wasn't. Not saying that, but just from a a a, a whole league standpoint, that's all. Like I don't want to see twenty four. You're losing twenty three out of twenty five games. That that shit ain't fun. 
And then, like we said, you're putting a, a, a bad, a bad, um, a bad name on some of these players' names. So, and some coaches too, like like the Steven Silas. So, hopefully, going forward, some of these coaches who do want to win, we do see them put in that, and on that pedestal to have a chance to do so. I mean, we can go on and on about this because, yeah, as fans, we're passionate, but just get it together. That's all we're going to say, NBA. Get it together. Um, come up with a plan. You guys came up with plans for everything else. Let's let's figure this out because, as fans, nobody deserves to watch people's careers just rot. Like, basically, if you get traded over there, your career is over. Like, look at Al Horford. They told him to sit on the bench. Like, well, what are we doing now? Get get it out of here and figure it out, man. But let's let's switch gears. Let's let's go to a more happy topic, a more um, exciting topic. Let's go with the playoff predictions, man. Tell me how you're feeling. You know, we we've had our playing games. We have one tonight. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have the Warriors as favorites after what what happened with the Lakers. So. I guess we could play around with the Warriors being the eighth seed and let's get to the predictions. Let's get to it, man. And, and before we do, I do want to say, I, I do see, I, I'm, I'm going to say this now. I, I can see Memphis making this a competitive game, but Steph get this 40 ball and let's get this over with, man, because the, the playoffs are more fun when you, when you're in it. So I do have Golden State winning tonight. And even going forward, just like we said, just starting my playoff predictions coming out of – I'm going to start with the East only because the East, the matchups are are, some, are, are somewhat exciting, even though we know who's going to win as far as the chalk talk. But the matchups are fitting. Like I like the – even the 1-8 from the 1-8 all the way to the 2-7 to the 4-5 to the 3-6. I mean, you, you got your matchups that all fit. So, like I said, I see more of a chalk talk fit for the East. I think Philly will win. That's going to be a 4-1 series only because jo- there's no answer for Joel Embiid. Who's going to stop Joel Embiid on Washington? Nobody. And Washington don't play no defense anyway. So, I, I expect to see a high, a high scoring seed as far as the playoffs go. But I think they'll win that one. I got, I got the Milwaukee Bucks winning this series this time. Going forward, it's gonna be tough for them. But I got them winning four two, only because Miami ain't been healthy all year. No Victor Oladipo. I don't see Jimmy Butler putting on that same, that same type of performance, willing his team. And also, I think Giannis is taking his game to another level, which we wanted to see. So I got them winning that series for 4-2. I got Boston winning one game off the strength of Tatum against Brooklyn 4-1. And that and with that, also Brooklyn might be off a game in the same game. So I can see Boston winning that, winning that. I mean, not Boston, Brooklyn winning that 4-1. And then again, man, Knicks tape. I got I got the Knicks winning that series for. 4-1 also as well. I don't see that series going mm. long. I, I, I'm I sorry. I just don't. I, like I said, playoff basketball is different. Trey Young won't get the same calls that he gets 
going forward. And the Knicks are built for playoff-type basketball. They're tough. They're defense first team. They, they get it out the mud. They're a trenches team. So that's why I see that happening. And then who's who's the other series that I'm missing? The No, you, have, you got all four. Okay. Okay, yeah. So I just wanted to tap in with the East first. And mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. I'm not gonna go uh, too far into the depths of it, but but yeah, man, who who you who you got coming out of the East so far in this first round? For the East, we pretty much the same. Uh, I got Brooklyn in five. I got Knicks over Hawks. Only thing is uh, the Bucks and the Heat, man. I I hear what you're saying, and I thought that last night, but I kept rethinking. I'm like, every time I count the Heat out. They pull something out. The Bucks are a different team. There is no Eric Bledsoe. Um, Drew Holiday is a difference maker. So I want to go Bucks, but I just wrote. I can't call it. So I'm gonna throw that in the air. <laughs> I won't. I won't take credit for either one. So I'm gonna throw that in the air. I, I won't be mad if that goes seven. I'll say that I won't be mad, and I can see it also yeah. going seven as well. Yeah, exactly. And, Trevor Reese is doing very well for the Heat. So, like I said, I can't call it. Uh, The Wizards and the Sixers series, I hear what you're saying. I feel as if the Wizards can't play defense, but this team is just different, man. The Wizards that we know and that we were, you know, that everybody was screaming free Bradley, Bill, and all that, that's just not the same team. You can't, like, if you go name for name, the Sixers have it, but the heart that the Wizards have is just different. Um, any given day, Matthews off the bench could give you 18. Uh, Raul Nettle will come in and ball for, you know, a stretch, or Ish Smith might get 18 points out of nowhere. So, to me, I, I got the Sixers winning the series, but I don't, I don't think they just win – in five, I might go six. I I could I wouldn't like be super shocked if the Wizards pull off an upset. I know that's crazy, but it's just some about Russ and Bradley Bill, and Bradley Bill ain't even healthy. Like it's I don't know. It, it's something about it that's just not sitting right with me. I'm not. I that's to me, it's not an easy call. I think both number one seeds in the East and the West. Just for some reason, it's not an easy call to me. So I, I don't I don't have it going five. I have it six or an upset. Listen, brother, if if Doc Rivers lets this series go seven, <laughs> he for I mean, sure losing that that second round. <laughs> like that's that that's a damn shame if he let if he lets Scott Brooks coach coach him up to even get get to a game six. But I will. I will say, like you said, they, <laughs> it, it, it's Doc. Like you said, Russ. Russ is built different. He's a so I. I wouldn't be too surprised if that goes six. Like I said, if it goes seven, we got some. We we got a problem here going forward. But you, you know what I match this up with? Not to interrupt you, but this is the same no, no, type good. of series as when that young Brooklyn team played the Sixers and they took it what six or seven. And they weren't supposed to take it there. It's like the True. same shit to me, except Ben Simmons has gotten worse this year. Nobody wants to talk about it because they're trying to hype up his defense. 
but Ben Simmons is terribly worse than he's ever been. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to tell you something right now. Ben Simmons got the same defense as TJ McConnell. They the same player, but nobody want to talk about it. All right? All right. right. That's a a different conversation for another day, but I'm just saying, man, Ben Simmons and TJ McConnell is the same player, if we want to be real. One day people are going to realize because – he hasn't lived up to type where he should be in year what three or four four I don't know he's not he's not where he's supposed to be and people don't want to talk about it his rookie numbers are better than his numbers now and that's disgusting so it is what it is hey man that the light will show the light gonna shine bright in the playoffs man we're gonna see if if Ben like we said he got to either take that score to another level or it's going to be magnified for sure. Yeah, but let's move to the West. Uh, this one is a, is a lot more harder. Um, I'm going to start off because I feel like this one is hard to call, but to me, I feel like I have my hands on what's going to happen or what should happen. So I'm going to start top to bottom. I got the Jazz going seven with the Warriors. Obviously, if the Warriors win tonight. I got the Jazz going seven with them. Um, no answer for Curry. Yes, Rudy Gobert is, you know, head over here, heels taller than most of their players. But I can see them, especially we watched Andrew Wiggins play on LeBron and pretty much lock him down. We're not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is probably going to come back, but he's obviously going to be rusty. So there's going to be a game or two where he shoots five for 22 something like that to where he's getting his rhythm back and the Warriors are going to capitalize off of it Curry is unstoppable you can put Conley on him Conley is a great defender but that's not enough Joe Ingles is not enough um Bodanovich he's gonna have his games but again if you put a Wiggins or a Kent Bazemore on him he's gonna be frustrated because those guys are physical and we know he's soft so I don't really see how the how Utah really outscores the Warriors. I think they will have to lock down the Warriors. And saying lock down the Warriors, obviously, you know, the Jazz have been hyped as a great defensive team, but look at the Lakers. They're actually the number one ranked team, and they did only let the Warriors get 100 points, but they still struggled. They still, you know, had times. They trapped Curry a lot, and Curry still almost got 40. Curry didn't catch fire to the end of the second quarter against the Lakers, and he didn't stop. So we got to give him his credit. I see that going seven. I don't want to call it, but the Jazz should win that. I'm going to say they should win. Lakers, Suns, I got the Lakers in about five. And I I say that kindly. I'll, I'll say maybe six, but Lakers in five because Aiden is complete shit. Can't guard AD. Chris Paul's cool, but it's not going to be enough. Devin Booker is Devin Booker. But, again, he doesn't – playoff-wise, what he brings is not enough. His intensity is good, but he's going to have to guard too. So, And and real quick, real quick before you move on, I just want to speak on Booker real quick. Everybody wants to – already starting the – the conversations like last year, who's going to guard Booker, how the Lakers going to stop 
Devin Booker. First of all, we just got off by guarding, by making Steph work for 37. I know that sounds weird, but like we said, the Lakers are the best defensive team in the league, and they just figured a way to hold Steph under 40. And that's actually an accomplishment. As, as wild as that sounds, that to me, that's an accomplishment of stopping the best player, the best shooter ever from getting 40. And Book is not the same player as Steph Curry as far as how he can score and also the volume of shots that that Curry takes. Book is not going to take those same amount of shots. So the Lakers mm-hmm. will find a way to, 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 to stop all that. But I'm going to let you just keep going. No, I, I totally agree with that. And, I, I mean, that's self-explanatory, bro. Like, Booker, you know, we have we have the guys to play him. Curry is an off-ball guru. Like, Booker's not that. <laughs> Man, Booker has have the ball in his hand. And we know Chris Paul is definitely – that's why I said they might, might take it to six because Chris Paul is going to wield in the one or two wins. But that's it, you know, like they don't have a bench. Cameron Payne is is cool. Cameron Payne has done a great job this season. But man, ain't none of that shit working with, with a crew. So let's let's keep the buck. I'm not one of those guys that's gonna keep acting like Caruso's name is just a G League name anymore. He's here. And that shit ain't working against him. So Lakers in five or six. I really say five. Six is me being nice. Uh let's move on. Portland. And the Nuggets, I'm rolling with Portland. I'm sorry. I know everybody's high on uh, Jokic. He is the favorite right now. The finals came out yesterday. He's the favorite to win the MVP. But this series is going to show why he's not the MVP. He can't will his team to win it all. Uh, Portland's going to win it. Um, but you got Portland in how many games? This this will go to six or seven for sure. Just because this is another team, Portland is, where – they're like the Wizards. They can't play defense, but they do have a lot of heart. So they're definitely, you know, the Nuggets are definitely going to push them to their limits. Uh, the Nuggets are the favorites, so I'm not going to act like they're just some underdogs here. But just Portland has more firepower, bro. When when I really look at it, you know, do or die, go home type of scenarios, I'm banging out with Damian Lillard over half of this league. That's just how I'm rocking, man. So. Dame going to do his thing. You got Melo. You got CJ. Robert Covington is going to bang with whoever. He's going to play that defense. The Nuggets, you know, they're going to have to pull out of Michael Porter Jr. He's going to have to at least average 23, 24 for them to uh, score with Portland because, you know, outside of him and Jokic, who really can score with them, like, Paul Millsap is going to be Paul Millsap for maybe two games out of this series, but he's washed. Uh, the Nuggets have nobody else worth mentioning, so I won't. But like I said, Portland, I got Portland. And then lastly, Clippers and Mavs. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I know everybody wants to hear the upset story with the Mavs, but I think that all comes down to Porzingis, and I can't put my faith in Porzingis, so I'm going to go Clippers and six. And those are my predictions for the West. I'm excited to hear yours because I feel like we we aligned, but I know you got something for me. Talk to me. Uh, 
like you said, we pretty much aligned on the West, man. I mean, I got, like you said, Utah. They, I got Utah pulling out the Golden State series. I want to say, I'll say six. I got Utah winning in six or seven. Actually, no, I, I take that back. I got them winning seven. I don't see them winning in Golden State. And if it comes down, if they got to pull out, pull it out, I don't see them cl- closing it in Golden State. Too much pride in the Bay. And then also, I know Donovan Mitchell is going to come back with a little bit of rust. So I can I can see them taking their time for that. And then, so I, like I said, I got Utah six or seven. But like I said, it'll be Golden State playing that. Um, I got the Lakers in six also as well. I think it's going to take them a little a extra game to get their legs back under them. So, and then, like you said, just Chris Paul, well, he's going to will that team into just one of those victories where, where they're going to pull it out under just his leadership. But like you said, man, Lakers got too much, too much uh, up front, front line power. And they have the guards to compete with Phoenix on the defensive side. And that's the, the credit that everybody just never wants to give the Lakers or Frank Vogel that he's going to figure it out on the defensive end. And like we said, man, it's time for y'all to start putting some respect on Caruso's name. Like, he was the player of the game of that playing game. I don't care what nobody says. Yes, Braun hit the, the game winner, but we're not in that game without Caruso's play on both sides of the ball. He won five for five, scoring 12 points in that first half, keeping up afloat in the first half on the offensive side. And then wanting to guard Steph Curry on the defensive side of the ball by making making it more difficult for him. So, yep. again, I got made him, the, made him have turnovers and he had four skills, man. Like I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Come on now. Y'all got to start respecting Crusoe. He's just not he's just not a name. That that's just hype. He's a legit NBA player. All right. And then moving on to the three six matchup. I got Portland, like you said, six or seven. I don't see Jokic pulling that team out of the first round, especially with a healthy Nurkic who can who knows Jokic's game a little bit. They being former teammates, they that that battle is gonna Jokic is gonna have Jokic is gonna have his way to a certain extent, but there's no answer for Dane. And CJ, you gonna tell me Compazzo's really gonna stop Dame and CJ? And 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 like you said, man, it's not gonna happen. I, I don't see it happening. It's gonna be a, a a high scoring series. I'll say that. Portland reminds me a lot of Houston as far as lat those past Houston teams where they just gonna get out and score. They got they run a three guard system with Powell, McCollum, and and Lillard, but defensively. I think the answer would be Covington and Powell in this series against them. But only, like I said, there's no answer for Dame and CJ. And I also want to see Melo go crazy in one of these games in Denver in particular. All right. They got to show, show respect. Put some respect on, on, on Melo's name, Denver, as an organization. So I think Melo's going to go crazy in one of those games. And then in the 4-5, as much as we shit on the Clippers – Clippers are going to win that series in five. I don't care what nobody says. Like you said, I'm the last person to put faith in Porzingis. I think Porzingis is going to get traded at some point between the offseason and next year's deadline. That's just me. I don't see them, Dallas, having success going forward until Porzingis can prove he can be healthy for a full 
72 game season or 82 games or whatever they go back if they go back to it. But I don't see him staying healthy in a full NBA season, including playoffs. So that's just me for the first round. We just keep it at the first round for now. I got Clippers over Dallas in the first round, surprisingly, in five. Yeah. Not the surprising that the Clippers will win, but Clippers in five. Yeah, I think I think every matchup for the West is pretty square. Other than obviously Portland would be the upset, but um, it's just I don't know. Like it, it's pretty obvious for each matchup. Uh, I think the most pressure pressure is on the Jazz, though. The Jazz are gonna have to oh, deal with sure. Curry, and how they defend Curry is gonna be a problem but the thing is Wiggins is scoring and people are so slow and don't realize that the reason Curry is able to do his thing is because Wiggins can get that one-on-one matchup and he's putting people in the post you know doing the spin the back down all that and then every time Curry gets cold Wiggins is able to you know do his thing Draymond definitely has to he's gonna have to at least hit one three a game or at least shoot it bro like that's going to be the downfall of the uh, Warriors. If Draymond just holds the ball and a dude is able to defend him from the free throw line and double Curry because he won't shoot it, it it's going to be bad for them. But they'll figure it out, I'm pretty sure. Um, I would like to see Pascal get some more minutes with Draymond in there just as a big that'll shoot. But, you know, Steve Kerr is not a good coach. And, that's been exposed all year. So we'll see how he does. Quinn Snyder is definitely a more um, X's and O's type of coach. He, he's going to outsmart Steve Kerr, but Steve Kerr has a, a generational talent. So let's see what he does with it. Yeah, man, it's going to be interesting. I want to see I'm, – I'm looking forward to that series a little bit more than a lot of the other ones also because I want to see uh, the factor of how much Gorbert, Rudy Gobert plays because now, of course, you're guarding Steph. You're dealing with Steph. He's not a factor on that court pretty much as far as defensive-wise. So I really want to see how this plays out. That's why I think that series can get real interesting um, as far as Golden State. And Utah, but like you said, Draymond has to be in in shoot mode in order for for them to have a chance. And also Jordan Poole too. I think Jordan Poole got to knock down some shots, continue to play well like he did in the last um, in the last part of the season as well for them to to have a shot of beating Utah going forward. Yeah, and not to backtrack, but I knew I was missing somebody. The Nuggets have Aaron Gordon, and that's sad to say because we missed his name, and that just shows you that he kind of has, you know, just been Honestly, a guy over there. Like he nah, we didn't miss his name. He's just not worth mentioning right now. Yeah, he, he that's why I didn't say show. anything. He, he ain't done nothing. Yeah, that's that's pretty sad because they kind of got over on their trade, but he just hasn't – I don't know, man. I think the focus too much is on Jokic and what he's able to do. I get it. They're, they're going to ride this whole Jamal Murray was injured shit, but look look at the rest of the team. You can't just put Jamal Murray there and say, oh, yeah, we're perfect now. Like, no, the and team isn't that good, bro. The coach isn't that good. 
And that's why I didn't understand everybody on the whole Denver train when Jamal Murray was was healthy that they had a chance to win it. No, they didn't. Stop. They had no chance of winning it with Jamal Murray. And, of course, the same doesn't change for me without Jamal Murray. Yeah, exactly. Wrapping up, man. Um, another offseason where I don't know if they can get a big name. They'll have to trade for one, but, yeah. You know, the, the Nuggets ain't enough to me. They never have been, never will be. Uh, move on, man. <laughs> like, we, we can move on to these these uh, these awards, man. I, I have to make a statement about this, and it's going to hurt my heart to say this. I think this year, only two awards really matter. And I, I really mean this. Like, in the record books, in my eyes, only two awards matter this year. That's coach of the year and most improved. The rest are going to be tainted to me. Um, six men of the year. Actually, I'll put that in the books, too, because Clarkson has been amazing head over heels, better than everyone else. There hasn't been really any good six man this year. Those three I'll put there. But the MVP, we already know that it's going to be most likely Jokic to win it, and he does not deserve it. Let's just be real. Defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, to me, deserves it this year. But I see that they're trying to hype up the Ben Simmons train and anybody else. I see Draymond is actually the finalist. So Ben Simmons or Draymond win it, to me, I'm, I'm not respecting it. Rudy Gobert wins it. I know the rest of the world won't really respect it. But to me, this year, he's altered a lot of shots. He's played very good defense. I cannot lie. But I just know how the world's going to take it. Uh, what other award do we have? Oh, executive. Got <laughs> yeah, executive of the year. That Obviously, we know the Lakers aren't going to win it because they're a seven seed. Uh, if the Suns win it, I'll respect it. But just overall, with all NBA, all defensive team, I know that we're not going to get who we deserve. So in my eyes, I just don't respect this year's awards. I'm, I'm willing to, you know, we can debate who wins what, but like I said, we know someone's going to get snubbed. We know that it's not going to be right. We, we either have to, like, boycott or something because, like, this goes down in the history books. This goes down in debates where, you know, you're on a basketball court, this person better this this person because he has four MVPs. Like, they're fucking up history. You know how much we used to debate? Like, come on, man. Like, this nah, is... you definitely... This is definitely messing with people's legacies. We're talking about exactly. all the things. We're talking about a lot of things that go into play when you're talking about these, these end-of-the-year awards. And I definitely feel you, feel you on a few of them. I thought... I think Rudy Gobert's defense was actually exceptional this year, according to past years, where I thought he wasn't the defensive player of the year, where he really held that team afloat without your your Jonathan Mitchells, without a lot of their guard plays in and out, which is also a huge part of their defense as well. If a lot of people don't watch Utah, their their guards can get that through defensively too. So once they don't have that, that that hurts them also as well. So I agree there. For six man. Of course, Jordan Clark has been the favorite all year for everybody, as well-deserved. Jordan Clark has been hooping at an efficient level. I, that's the 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 main thing for me to see him hoop because we've seen him get buckets with the Lakers, even with the Cavs, but just now he's doing that efficient level and getting his teammates involved at the same time. 
But then also Derrick Rose, man. Derrick Rose has been my unsung sixth man of the year as well, just because I know he's been hooping his ass off, averaging about 14 a game over there from New York. Wherever Tibbs go, that's where he's going to go regardless. Somebody told me the Lakers should go after Derrick Rose. No, stop it. Derrick Rose ain't leaving nowhere. Wherever Tibbs is at, that's where he goes. So this is in that right there. And then yeah. for what else? We, what we got here? Most improved? Julius Randle got that in my eyes. Yeah, Jeremy Green was a nice story. Yeah, but come on now. We see what's going on in New York. Knicks tape got it. So that's easily his. And then coach of the year, like I said, if it goes to Coach Tibbs, I wouldn't be surprised. I think all three coaches deserve that nomination. Um, You can't go wrong with either one who wins. Monty Williams, I've been said that's my coach of the year. Um, So I wouldn't be mad. Then again, like we said, Coach Tibbs has been putting on hell of a campaign this year with less talent than Phoenix. So definitely got to give him props for that. And Quinn Snyder got the best record all year. I've been a huge Quinn Snyder fan for a while since he was part of the Lakers um, coaching coaching tree when he was on our bench as an assistant coach. So glad to see him over there. Hoop um, Got Utah hooping as well. So that one I'm not too mad about. But one um, award we could probably debate about who you got for your rookie of the year. It should be Anthony Edwards just because what he played every game, right? He played all 72. I think he did. Um, LaMelo obviously was injured for a long period of time. They both had ups and downs, but Anthony Edwards had more ups because he played all games, obviously. Um, I get it. LaMelo was more of a you know, a star-studded name, and Anthony was more of the underdog name, even though he was the number one pick. And he did exactly what a number one pick was supposed to do. He obviously shows that he's worth the franchise. He he probably, like I said, I said last podcast, I could see Carl Anthony Towns being traded this offseason. Anthony Edwards, the stock is high on him. I don't see – that's why I said I, I'm, I feel like everything's going to be tainted because if if he doesn't win – it better be co-rookie of the years, and I don't see that happening because we've asked for that multiple times and it didn't happen. So it's just like, man, I, I don't even think it's debatable to have LaMelo as rookie of the year anymore after the injury because you can't you can't compare a guy that plays 100% of the game than a guy that plays 70 if both guys are balling. You get what I'm saying? I get you. So, so that brings you back to my to my next question. If we can't compare somebody who plays a hundred percent of the games compared to someone, let's just say eighty mm-hmm. percent, is why? How come Jokic cannot be your MVP after he played all the games? Well, that's the thing. Embiid's not my MVP either. He's not my MVP anymore after. When, when the guys step up, to me, this is what the final should have been. It should have been Jokic, Curry, and Chris Paul. And I think I think the, the winner should be between Curry and Chris Paul because, one, if you, if you want to go Chris Paul, throughout the years, MVP has always been about, you know, the top-seeded team. Chris Paul, he, he should have been number one in the West, but they didn't end up being number one because they had the little tiebreaker and all that shit with the Jazz. They, they weren't number one. Okay, cool. They were number two, though. 
And where is Jokic at number three? Oh no, what? Yeah, he's number. They're number yeah, three. Three. Us, right? three. Okay, cool. They're number three. So that already that supersedes. Now let's go to team turnaround. How was the team last year? How was the team this year? Chris Paul gets on that team. Total difference. Yes, they had a makeup of the team, but the biggest makeup was who? Chris Paul. Big makeup, big change. He he made that team. You take him off and put uh, Ricky Rubio back, no disrespect. That team is probably in the plane. If that. Yeah, that if Devin that. Would have to Because Aiden didn't play well this year. So let, let's talk about it. And then if you so that's most that goes the most valuable and regular. Lastly, when you go to MVP, you just go to leadership and all that shit. We obviously Chris Paul is the best leader in the game today. If you want to go LeBron, okay, cool. But most people will tell you Chris Paul is the best leader. Yes, his, he has a weird way of leadership sometimes, and a lot of people, including me, think he forces assists, but it is what it is. So it's just like Jokic does nothing better than Chris Paul to me. And then I know the the whole stance is, well, Jokic, the, the triple dunks, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, where's Russ? Because Russ turned that team around. They went on a crazy win streak to end it. He finished strong. I get it. The argument will be he's in a play-in, but his team is way worse. Way, way worse. And they had a two-week COVID issue. Scotty Brooks isn't the best coach. The team overall, you, you compare teams. If you put Jokic on the Wizards, there's no way you're telling me they're in the playoffs. I don't care what anyone in the world says. Not at all. No way they're in the playoffs. No way. Now, if you put Westbrook on the Nuggets, they're in the playoffs, and we all know that. They might not be the third seed, but they'll be fifth, sixth seed for sure. So it's just like, I don't know. And then for Curry, yes, they're they're eighth seed, so he shouldn't win MVP, but this is another guy where any other superstar on that team, I don't know where they're at. You know how many ridiculous shots he's made for them to even stay in games or to win games or how he had to pull, you know, hat tricks out his ass for them to win? Curry has... Yo, Steph... <laughs> Steph to <scored>. me... <laughs> Steph had 337 threes this year, right? The next closest person was 282. The thing is, to me... Like, we can go down the list. Even... even the Steve Nash fluke MVPs, he was still hooping like crazy. MVP to me is, is like an undeniable award. And undeniably, you I don't think you can find anyone that'll tell me that the MVP isn't Curry or Chris Paul. There's a million people that tell you, fuck no to Yogi. I swear to you. So I just... I, I, I respect Jokic being a finalist, but I don't respect him being the MVP and a favorite because it, it, it sends the wrong message to me. It's it's a double standard. And then, it, like I said, going back to it, it damn near plays on race. Like, why the hell is his triple doubles okay in losing efforts, but Westbrook's is a problem? And he only plays for stats and blah, blah, blah. What has Jokic ever won? What has Jokic been to a conference finals? When has Jokic been to the finals? Westbrook already did both of those. When has Jokic oh. led a whole team by himself 
without excuses. Jokic's done that for half of a season, and the excuse the whole season has been Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray. Everybody left left Westbrook. Are we forgetting this? Like, I just don't. The thing is, maybe it's it's because I don't respect the Westbrook hate. That's that's really my problem with Jokic. Yeah, man. And I, and I definitely agree. My MVP, if I had an MVP vote, it would definitely go to Chris Paul or um or Steph Curry, just for those reasons you, that that we stated. Chris Paul is the ultimate leader, man. Like we said, I don't think that team gets to the the playoffs without him. And they've shown how the results of where Chris Paul goes after he leaves the team to a new one, the improvement that that team makes. And then Steph Curry, he just had one of those, like we said, 05, 06 Kobe years where he just couldn't be stopped at all. So that's that's pretty much for me. Um, and then again, like you said, for Jokic, we only saw him in the conference finals last year, barely for the first time. Um, this year, let's see what he brings to the postseason. If he can get Portland, if he can beat Portland and get them out of the first round, then hey, more more salute to him. I I can respect the the campaign a little bit more. But like you said, for me, it's a show and prove for Jokic to me to to see where his team can end up. And a lot of people are going to use that narrative of Jamal Murray as far as being hurt. But like we said, we know the truth. Real ones know. And then also, like you said, just to go back on Westbrook, everybody leaving Westbrook, man, everybody loves these narratives of what they, I feel like just the hot take narratives that that goes on because when they lose, it's free bill. It's Westbrook's fault. He can't shoot. He can't score. What is he doing? Then when they win, it's, oh, look what Bill is doing on a hurt hamstring. He's carrying his team. Oh, Russ has another nice triple-double. Well, you, you got to take the good with the bad, man. And Westbrook does a lot more good than bad. I don't. I still am trying to figure out why people hate on Westbrook, but yet glorify Jokic for pretty much doing the same thing. But, hey, I guess we'll, we'll all find out soon enough. Like I said, I, don't, I really – can care less for the awards this year other than the ones I named because they're well-deserved. I don't care who wins coach of the year. Out of Monty and, and Thibodeau, uh, I think both of them deserve it. Quinn Snyder wouldn't be bad either. But um, I, I don't care. It, this is a year where, you know, four or five years from now, you you bring up 2021 awards in an argument for me. I'm, I'm going to just tell you, get out of my face. <laughs> That's that's how bad this is, and it, it sucks to, to for this to happen because, like I said, this is this is history. Like you said, this goes to Hall of Fame, this goes to players' legacies. But you know, the media wants to play with people, so it is what it is. You you gonna have to know. To me, you are gonna have to know when when you bring up twenty twenty one in an argument. You are gonna have to know. So if you don't know, hoops, I'm not arguing with you. I don't care what the record books show for twenty twenty one. You better know some hoops. For real, man. And and just real quick, man, while we were on talking about hoops in 2021, who would have ever thought we would have been speaking about Kwame Brown again in 2021 when it came to basketball, man. So for the, for if you don't know, if you, you're in the basketball world or not, you know, Kwame Brown has resurfaced. And, and rightfully so, I want to just add, you no. Know, from from pod, from the All the Smoke podcast, you know they they brought up Kwame Brown's name, and and Kwame Brown called wind of it, and sure enough, you know 
he decided to, to speak up on his name, man. And and the way I see it, he's tired of the disrespect. A lot of people want to get mad and say, oh, why is Kwame Brown saying something? And why is he going on IG Live and YouTube speaking about Matt Barnes and, and, and Steven Jackson? This man is – he's getting his get back. He's, he is bullying the bully, all right? As many years as we've heard Stephen A. call this man a bona fide scrub, said this man had small hands, can't play in the league, talked bad about this man's name for, for decades, and then for Steven Jackson to go on their podcast and say that when Jeannie Buss spoke upon the trade for, Mar- for Pau Gasol, how they traded Mark Gasol and Kwame Brown, they traded two players – this man went up there and said, no, they traded one player for Paul Gasol. Not even just as a man, but as an NBA player, he should know that's disrespectful. And then so for all of a sudden for, for Kwame Brown to say whatever he said, and now everybody was just so surprised and, and just and, and mad. Just, no, nah, man, salute to Kwame Brown for that. I, I am 1,000% on Kwame Brown's side in this situation. You speak up for your name, man. You don't. You, you you get you get your you get back against these bullies, dog. Because against everybody else, had they laugh and poke their fun at him. Now everybody everybody mad at Carly because he want to speak up and speak his truth and how he feels. Yeah, I, I mean, what I don't respect is how can you talk about a man and then when he responds, it's oh, you trying to get clout off of me and I get my show is popping like. That was That's the funniest response by Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Like, and those are guys most people respect. But I told you, it, it's just corniness all around the league sometimes, bro. It's, it doesn't make sense how, like, you're telling me you can call me all type of names. You can say I'm a bus. You can say that, you know, I wasn't worth shit. But then as soon as I say something about you, it's, oh, man, get out of here. You're trying to get caught off me. How does it, like, it don't even make sense. First of all, you guys are forty plus talking about clout. I I, I don't get it, bro. <laughs> I, I don't. I really don't get it. You seen Gilbert Arenas? He fell back. He said he ain't got no problems. He already he already know what's up with Kwame. So respect that. But these these tough guys that are tough, and then when when someone's tough with them, it's Man, you trying to gain clout off me, and you can come on the show like that's 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 corniness. Yes, I want him on the show because he he had my favorite line. How how you guys named all smoke and don't want no smoke? That was my favorite line of the whole thing. Obviously, other things were beyond basketball and you know fighting and all that. Those were fun too, but the all smoke line was fire. So yeah, I, I want him to come on the show, but. You only invited him after he had to go on five, six rants, and after the whole world called y'all corny for not responding and you know trying to act like he don't exist, which I'll talk about him. So, like you said, I'm on Kwame's side. Um, I'm with all to get back. You know, I'm I'm happy for him. A lot of players took money out his 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 mouth, like he said. He took they took food out of his mouth, money off his table. So. If he's getting money off this, you know, with his YouTube and I see he came up with the shirts and shit, you know, get, get everything from him, man. You need your get back. You know, the NBA gave out a lot of wild contracts. You don't need to stop because it's him. Like, you don't need to say, oh, no, Kwame don't deserve no money. Everybody didn't deserve money that got it. So 
get your money, man. Uh, I hope the cornballs realize they were corny and, you know, speak up about it. Even Stephen A. Smith, another corny dude, he tried to act like, oh, it's okay to talk about you. No, it's not, man. You've, I seen um, Emmanuel Ocha, Ocha, however you say his name, he said it. Like, if you don't talk about a man, you know, expect him to talk back. And I respect that. So, you know, anybody that got something to say, you know, let the man respond. If you can't respond, then don't say nothing. That's that's all it is to me. Like, I'm pretty sure this is, you know, this this isn't over, but it, it's over for the for the laugh factor. Whatever happens after this is out of everyone's control. And hopefully it doesn't, you know, go too far. We're not promoting violence or nothing, but I am right. promoting him to get his get back. Yeah, man. That's that's all we say is respect that man. Simple as that. He is a human being. He is a man. At the end of the day, respect him. Like I like we said, man. Y'all not gonna talk. Y'all not gonna speak down on 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 myself for for years and years, and then all of a sudden, I feel I want to wake up one morning and, and and decide to speak for myself, and all of a sudden, oh y'all mad. Like that's that's out, man. Don't don't do that. Don't do that to Kwame. Like you said, man. Salute to Kwame. Get your get back, dog. And and everybody else, the more of the story. Don't be 40 running around talking about you talking about gaining clout. All right. Simple as that. I really hope I'm not like that, bro. I really hope I'm not like that. <laughs> Yeah, but like, I watched that video Barnes... and knew he recorded that like four times. Oh, you know it. You know it. When he sat up there and said, Oh yeah. You got your uh, dick, oh, excuse me, my 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 dick, oh, my name in your mouth. Like, come on, man. You're too old for that. Stop it. That was some playground shit, bro. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah. But like we said, man, I, I can't nah, wait for these. I'm done with that. <laughs> man. But like we said, man, we got an exciting postseason, man, ahead of us. We always know the playoffs is, is always exciting, man. It's always something that, that always catches our eye, catches us by surprise, so. Looking forward to it. Can't wait to all the exciting matches we got. Hopefully everybody can can stay injured free from 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 any injuries going forward. Now everybody can stay healthy during these trenches during this wartime. But hey, it is what it is, man. Let's let's see who's ready because I, I already see the takes. I I see everybody blaming the refs for the Lakers winning the game and. So let's get our excuses ready. Let's everybody let's get ready now, NBA Twitter. I can't wait. Yeah. Um I'm on a new wave. It's the playoffs though, so I am gonna argue with whoever, but you know, just terrible takes, like super terrible. I'm, uh, yeah, it, it's time to block them. I'm getting older, man. I I can't just be <laughs> mad at everybody. <laughs> so you know, I'm back yeah, on the Twitter man. too, man. I'm I'm back on the ball never lie Twitter uh for live reactions. So but let's let's get back to it, man. It's fun. Like you said, NBA playoffs. I'm cheering for us. I'm cheering for my Lakers. Shout out to Dane. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna say who I want to lose, but you know, if y'all if y'all listen, y'all know who I want to lose and who I'm not respecting. So let's get to it. <laughs> that part, man. And with all with all that being said, man, once again, man, we wanna we wanna shout out you guys. We thank y'all. We appreciate y'all for rocking with us from day one. From tuning in, tapping in with us, man. Again, just continue to spread the word. Spread, tell a friend to tell a friend, man. The Ball Never Lied podcast. We're here. 
playoffs, man. Anything y'all want to tap in with us with, man? Any questions, feedback? You know, let us know, man. We we love to we love to di- agree to disagree on here, man, with y'all. Yes, sir, man. Hey, last but not least, Lake Show, man. We out of here. Let's get a dub. Yes, sir, man. Before we get out, as y'all always know, we love, we love, we want to continue to support, protect black women. We want to spread, teach the youth, continue to preach them in the right direction, push them in the right direction. And like we said, man, we out of here. Lake Show, let's get it. 18. Peace out, love. Click the subscribe button and make sure to follow us on our Instagram page at Ball Never Lie Pod and our Twitter page. BNL underscore podcast.